force him to love me. I can't bribe him to love me. God loves me. God loves you. And the best part is unconditional. Unconditional love is no matter what it is, no matter what you do, God yet loves you. You know, a mother's love is pretty, pretty close to unconditional love. But you can rub your mother the wrong way, but so long, and then she's going to come down with the hammer. I mean, she, she, because she loves you, she's going to take it. She'll take it, she'll take it, she'll take it. But after a while, she says, I'm done with you. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I'm going to cut you I'm, I'm done. Not God. God so loved the world. God so loved you. Hallelujah. Because of that love, Jesus went to the cross because of that love. So Matthew 28 and 6 says, he is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. See, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb of Jesus because they wanted to anoint his body. So they got up early in the morning to go and, and anoint his body, and they get to the tomb. The stone has been rolled away. And the angel said, he's not here. He's risen. Why are you looking for him here? He told you on the third day that he was going to rise. So why are you here looking for him? He is risen. He is risen. He is not here. So the angels gives Mary a directive. It says, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. So Mary was given the charge to go and tell my disciples. Go tell Jesus' disciples that just like he said, he rose. He's not here. Folded up his little linen cloth and let it nice and neat right there. He didn't need it. He wouldn't need it again ever. So he left it there and went to see the Father. So, well, uh, we, you know how they do on TV, they have some the shows and they start the show at the end of the, of, the, of the movie. They show you what happened at the end and then they say three days previous. You know, so they, now they're taking you backwards to see what happened. So I'm going to take you back just a little bit to, um, <clears throat> to think about the cross. We know the story, and we know all that Jesus has gone through for us. And, you know, when I, when you, when I the, um, the movie that they did on Jesus, that I, I could only watch once because it, it just upset me so bad, to see all the agony and all the pain that Jesus went through for us. I mean, to realize that he, with the Roman soldiers, um, they, their way of uh, scourging is to hit you 40 times minus one. So 39 times Jesus was whipped with a cat nine tail, and which meant every time that whip hit his back and they pulled it back, it was ripping skin. And, you know, and I, I got to thinking about all the pain. I mean, I, you know when you just cut yourself, how, 
how you, you, all of you go to immediately to that area to look at it, to see it, to see what you can do about it. You get a piece of glass and you, you know, you, all of you go to looking at what that problem is. But can you imagine being beat that bad? You know, even before that, going from judgment hall to judgment hall to be spit upon, to be hit and kicked and, and lied on. And, you know, Jesus went through all of that. And at any time, at any time, he could have stopped and said, no, nah, I'm out of here. You know what, God? These are your people. They made the mess. Let them get out of the best way they can. I have had enough. But he didn't stop it. He did not stop. Why? Why didn't he call for the angels to come and t to take me out of here? Why didn't he call for them? Because he loved us. Because of the love for the people of God, God's people. Because his father loved us. He said, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm going to endure. And, and to think of the crown of thorns, they didn't just place, you know how when you knight a king, they just place the crown on his head and, you know, I am king. They jabbed that crown of thorns around his head and the blood started to, to run from those wounds. But Jesus endured that for us. He endured the nails in his hands and the nails in his feet. And, you know, the Lord was telling me every step and everything he did, he went through for us. Yes. He went through it for us so that we don't have to. He said, you know those thorns that they crushed in my head was placed on my body for you. For any type of pains, any type of things in the brain, in the head, in the mind. He said all of that was covered and taken care of when they placed those thorns on my head. He said, you look at my hands and where they nailed my hands. He said, anything dealing with your hands. And you know, as you get older, the, the doctor said, well, you got arthritis, this, and you, your hands are not where he said... I went through that for any type of ailment, illness, disease that would go into your hands, into your arms. I received those nails for you, for your pain. And he said, my feet, and you know, as I'm reading over this, my, I, my, I was having a little problem with one of my toes. And he said, do you know they nailed my feet for any type of pain or disease or anything that would try to attach itself to your feet. He said, I did that for you. Yes. I tell you, I want to get up out of my desk and start just jumping around. I said, Lord, you did it. Yes. You, when you said it's finished, you did it. Yes. When they beat his back, it was for every type of disease. Every disease that has a name. Every disease has got a name. And if it's got a name, it's got to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. He said, by the stripes that bore on my back that I, I suffered for you, he did it for the world. Do you understand? Not for just a particular group of people, but everybody. The world. God so loved the world. Why is there so much sickness and disease on the earth? Because they don't know. They don't know. 
They haven't heard and they haven't received. They haven't heard and they haven't received. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, every nail, every mocking, every piercing, everything, when they pierced him in the side and the blood and the water ran down. They pierced him, they said, in the heart sack and it just gushed out. Any heart problems, any things that dealing with your heart was taken care of when they pierced him in the side. Any ailment, any disease, any infirmity, any type of anything, if it has a name, the doctor says, well, so-and-so, you have this. Okay, good, thank you. I got the name. If it's got a name, it's got to bow. If it's got a name, it's got to bow. Why? Because Jesus said, by the stripes that I bore on my back, you are already healed. You're already healed. He is risen. It is finished. St. John 19, 28 and 30 says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was a set vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with the vinegar and put it upon his and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Jesus had completed the things which God had given him to do. He said, it's finished. Did he mean, well, it's finished. I can come on down this cross right now. No, that's not what he said. Everything that Father God wanted Jesus to do, he said, I have now completed it. Whatever the Lord said for him to do, Jesus said, it's finished. My question to you, what Jesus did on the cross it finished what in your life? What's in your life that Jesus has already finished that you are not receiving today? Have you received all that Jesus went to the cross to give you? Jesus paid a great price to bring redemption, salvation, healing, soundness of mind, soundness of body, everything in the world that could come against you, any type of situation, he finished it. He said, it is finished. It's finished for you, but are we living beneath our privilege? Can you say things are finished in your life? Can you say, I've received the finished work of the cross. Everything that Jesus went to the cross for me to have, I've received it. Is it finished in your life today? Jesus did what God wanted him to do. He did all the things that God wanted him to do. And because he did what God wanted him to do, listen to Hebrews 6 and 18. It says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. What are the two immutable things? He gave an oath and a promise. And that's in verse 17. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, which means his plans and his purpose for your life, that he confirmed it with an oath. So what do you mean an oath and a promise? What does that have to do with me? What, what, you know, what, 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 what do you mean? Well, what that scripture just said, 
by God's immutability, he said he gave us a promise and an oath. He said that he can't, God can't lie. He said, I gave you a promise and an oath. The oath was sealed by the blood and the body of Jesus. So everything that Jesus went to the cross to give you, God backed it up. He said, I, I, I'm giving you a promise, yes. and I give you my oath. I, two immutable things, I cannot lie. I said, what, Lord? He said, I cannot lie. I've given you my oath. I've given you my promise. So what promise? He promised Abraham. He said, in blessings, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. And the Galatians 3 and 29 said, if ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. So God has promised to keep us. God has promised to heal us. God has promised to deliver us. He has promised to preserve us. He has promised to bless us. He has promised never to leave us. He has promised to give us joy. He has promised to give us sound mind. He's promised to give us peace that surpasses all understanding. And he gave us the promise and an oath. And he, he, he swore by himself. God swore by himself because there's nothing bigger, nothing greater than God that he swore by himself that if I don't keep my word to you, I would be destroyed. He gave that oath and that promise. He said, I swore by myself. It's like going to court with your lawyer. And your lawyer is standing there pleading your case. And the lawyer is the judge. So your lawyer is the judge. What does that tell you? You already won the case because he's pleading your case to himself about you. You already won. Guess what? We already win. Why? Because he is risen. He is not here. It is finished. So now we want to settle it. I need us today. Everyone should have a communion element in their hands right now. Do you have a communion element? Did everyone get one upon coming in? If you do not have one, raise your hand so that we can give you a communion element because we are going to settle it. We're going to settle these situations, the things that are coming against us, the things that Satan wants to destroy us with. God said, look, I gave you my oath and I gave you my promise. I gave you my oath, and I gave you my promise. By those two immutable things, I cannot lie. He says, I cannot lie. So when you get to the place that you believe the word of God, he said, I gave you my oath, I gave you my promise, I will do it. I will do it for you. So if God can't lie, if he can't lie, he would destroy himself before he could lie. Whatever it is that he's promised you has got to come to pass. It has got to come to pass. Do you understand? He can't lie. He said, I've given you my oath. I've given you my promise. I swore by myself. I tell you, I, I just had a, a, a shouting good time in my office all by myself because the blood of Jesus has been shed for us. 
The blood of Jesus that God swore his oath in cannot be broken. Because when Jesus said it's finished, he finished all that the Lord said was his. All that he said belonged to us. When Jesus said it's finished, it was finished. So our job is to accept what he finished because he can not lie. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. What did I say? God cannot lie. He said, I give you my oath and I give you my promise. Every promise he gave to Abraham, he gave to us. We're heirs according to the promise. So what I want you to do today as we are preparing to take communion is to think about a situation that you're facing that you need settled in your life. Whatever it is, whatever, if it's, if it's healing, if it's you need direction from the Lord, if you need peace in your mind, if you need to hear from the Lord in the particular area, whatever it is, that you need from the Lord as we prepare to take our communion, we are going to settle that issue. God cannot lie. So if he can't lie, he's given us an oath and a promise, then you need to accept what he says as being done. What is it that you are believing God for? I want you, as we begin to take our communion, I want you just to just sit back and just see Jesus. I want you to see him. See him being beat for your healing. Receiving every stripe on his back, and he took all of them because he knew we were coming along on this day. He knew we would need a deliverance. He knew we would need a healing. He knew we would need a miracle in our life, and he stayed on that cross. He didn't ask for help. He did it for you. I want you to remember, and we're, we're going through, going at this, and we're receiving our communion through the oath and the promise. We're receiving our communion through the oath that God gave and the promise. He can't lie. God can't lie. Will you receive that today? Will you receive all that Jesus did on a cross for you? If you do not know the Lord as your personal Savior before we do communion, I want you to ask the Lord to come into your life, to be your Savior, to forgive you of all your sins. Because, Lord, I thank you, and I know that Jesus died on the cross for me. He rose on that third day. And Father God, I accept Jesus as my Savior. That's all you need. The Word of God says, if you call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. So I want everybody to say Jesus. I want you to say Jesus. 
Jesus. He said, if you call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. And the blood that was poured out was for the remission, the forgiveness, the total annihilation of every sin that you have ever committed and the ones that you're going to commit. He covered them all. The ones you already committed, and it's already forgiven for the ones that you're getting ready to commit. He covered it. The thing is, you have to ask for it. You have to receive that forgiveness. It's already done. I mean, you know, what, what really blew my mind, what I won't say blew my mind, what really got to me was that the fact that Hitler, as bad and evil as that man was, God still loved him. And if somebody got to him and had him pray the sinner's prayer after all the evil that he's done, you know, he'd be in heaven. That's unconditional love. Of course, if I see him up there, I'm going to have to hurt him first. But that's beside the point. But, you know, but, but what I'm saying is you can't be bad enough not to get forgiveness of your sin. You can't be evil enough not to receive forgiveness of your sin if you ask for it. If you ask for it. And that Jesus went to the cross so that you could have forgiveness of sin and have eternal life with heaven, in heaven with your heavenly father. Quiet as it's kept, we all are going to have eternal life. All of us have eternal life because we are spirit beings. When our body dies, our spirit will live forever. The question is, where will your spirit reside? Will it reside with your heavenly father? Or will it reside with the devil and the demons in hell and burn for an eternity? Because we're all spirit beings. God made us that way. And he gave us a choice. We can choose. Choose the day you hear my voice. He said, harden not your heart. So you can choose. He is risen. It is finished. Let's settle it today. Settle your salvation. Settle your forgiveness. Settle your peace of mind. Settle every financial situation, every health situation, whatever it is that's facing you. When Jesus said it's finished, he finished it. Our job is to receive, to obtain, to, to maintain what Jesus obtained for us. He went to hell, and he, he whipped Satan in hell to give us eternal life. He did all that, so I don't have to go. I'm not going there, and you know what I tell him? I'm not letting anybody else send me there. Because I know when I burned my finger, that was, that was enough burning for me. But to have an eternal burning forever and ever, there's nothing that worth it on this earth for me to go and live in hell forever. Is there anything that's so good on this earth that you can't get rid of because you, you, you just got to have it? And you'll say, okay, I'll just burn forever and ever. I don't think so. And if you, if you, if you have to take that, see how long you can take that before you snatch it away. And the thing is, if you miss heaven, you can't snatch yourself away from hell. But I do know that the Lord loves us. He sent his son to the cross so that we don't have to go to hell. We, don't have, we can miss it all together. He gave us fire insurance when we accept the Lord. So that's the things that we're going to take care of today because the Lord said it's finished. 
So whatever Jesus says is ours is backed up by God. Satan wants you to settle anything today. He wants you to keep living under, beneath your privilege. He wants you to keep living in sickness. He wants you to keep living, living in disease and, and lack and all the other things that come with being outside of, of what all God has for you. But today, we're going to settle that at the table. Say, uh-uh, I'm out of your hands from now on. You have no part nor lot in my life. Satan, you are bound. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, and I have now received Jesus as my Savior. So we're going to settle every issue. Hallelujah, because it's backed up by God's oath and his promise. So we're going to let your faith seal it today. When we take communion and you say, Father, I am settling it because it's already been finished, let it be settled in your faith. And when the thought come back to your mind, say, no, I got an oath and I got a promise. I got an oath and I got a promise. And God cannot lie. He gave me my oath. He gave me his promise. Hallelujah. And I'm selling it and I'm receiving and knowing my faith is already done. It's already done. Hallelujah. So get the scripture in your head that you're standing on. Well, for one, if you need healing. Isaiah 53 says, um, you know, by the stripes that Jesus bore, we're already healed. Turn around and say to Peter, same thing, you're already healed. If it's financial, Lord, you said in your world, you supply all my needs. If there's something going on mentally, Lord, you said the righteous, the mind of the righteous is blessed. I mean, get a scripture, hold on to it, and speak it. Settle it today. Why? Because Jesus rose. He rose. He finished it. And now we're going to receive it, accept it, and take the settlement for today. Hallelujah. We will obtain, maintain what Jesus obtained. We're going to sell it by the blood of Jesus. We're going to settle it in this communion right now. Hallelujah. So right now I want you to think and picture Jesus, picture Calvary, picture all that he did, all that he went through for you. And receive it. Father, I receive all that Jesus went through for me. I receive it right now. I receive it as being settled in my life right now. I loose myself from Satan and all of his assignments. Every demonic assignment that has been assigned to you, I break it right now in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against every assignment that's been attached to these people of God, and we break it right now in the name of Jesus. We have an oath and we have a promise by God, hallelujah, that you must lose God's people right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We settle it right now because we have that oath and we have that promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you need direction, settle it today. You need God's wisdom. Lord, I receive your wisdom. I settle it today. And when it comes, Jesus said it's finished. God said he's giving me me his oath and his promise. So I want you to remember all what Jesus did for you. All that he did on the cross, everything that he went through for you, I want you, he said, as often as you do this, you show forth your love. He said, in remembrance of me. I want you to remember what I did so you can remember what you have. 
Remember what I did so you can remember what you have. You've got the oath and the promise. Knowing that the Lord loves you. Hallelujah. Thank you that every physical condition he took on his back for you. He says we are healed. Hallelujah. He says we are delivered. He says we have been forgiven. We have been set free. Receive it today. Lord, I receive it. Lord, I receive it. I want you to take the bread in your hand, which represents the body of Jesus. As we take this bread, this wafer in our hands, and we begin, to, when we receive it, receive your deliverance. Receive your breakthrough. Receive the miracle that God has decreed over your life and that he sell it with an oath and a promise. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your broken body. It is for my healing. It is for the healing of my spouse, the healing of my children, the healing of my family. And we remember what you did on the cross for us. Thank you that by your stripes, by the beating that you bore on your back, by the lashes that fell on your body, that we are completely healed. Father God, we believe it today. Father God, we receive it today. Father God, we settle it today. It is settled right now. Jesus, you said it's finished, and God, you gave us your oath and promise. And for that, we say thank you. The body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you may receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Next, I want you to take the cup. Hallelujah. This is the blood of Jesus. The blood that was poured out for you. For the remission, for the forgiveness of all of your sins. When we finish this communion, you walk out here today, you're clean, clean, and totally forgiven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the new covenant. Hallelujah. That is cutting your blood. Your blood has brought me forgiveness has brought us forgiveness and washed us from every sin. We thank you that your blood has made us righteous. And as we drink, we celebrate, we partake of the inheritance of the righteous, which is preservation, which is healing, which is wholeness, which is prosperity. The blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We settle it. It is finished. And we have your, your oath and your promise. You may receive the blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Because you loved us. <laughs> Glory to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only son. He gave his only son. And his son gave his life so that we can be healed. We can be delivered. We can be set free. We can be forgiven. We can have all that God says is ours. And he gave us an oath and a promise to back, to back it up. Hallelujah. He backed it up with his oath and his promise. And he cannot lie. The blood, hallelujah, of our Lord and Savior. We thank you.
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.